Hey, Ineffably Sublime podcast community, I'm Beach And I'm Mitch. And we are your guides through the fascinating realms of our show. Here at Ineffably Sublime, we're all about mind-bending discussions, intriguing insights, and a touch of whimsy. We love to believe this podcast is where curiosity meets laughter. Let's embark on another episode of Ineffably Sublime. Hey there, Sublime Squad, and welcome into episode 16 of Ineffably Sublime. And here I am with the, uh, uh, oh man, what what, what was it? Here I am with the the sons of the sap sucker. Oh shit, where'd it go? The specter of the sap sucker. That's it. (laughs) Specter of the sap sucker, Mitch. How we doing, Mitch? Doing well. How are you doing, my man? Good, good. Did you enjoy your birthday? I did. I did. Good. And I, um, I saw you saw that as soon as I walked through the door this morning or yesterday morning, um, there were a lot of brown and black balloons hanging from my ceiling, and a big banner that just said, "It is your birthday." I love and it. That, yeah, the total, total office themed, uh, decor we'll call it. And then she even put a. Little table there in the middle. I mean, that's a deep cut there because that's, you know, because on that particular episode, Kelly could choose between, you know, taking a nap under the table for an hour or I think was it watching TV. And then she chose to take the nap. Um, fantastic. Just absolutely. It was very good. I got a uh, Chris Traeger uh, T-shirt uh, from Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got a big picture. Uh, Rob Lowe, to people who don't know who Chris Traeger is, that's uh, Rob Lowe's character in Parks and Rec. And his thing, his catchword that he would say would be literally, but how he would say it would be literally. 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 This is literally my favorite thing. Yeah. So it's a picture of Rob Lowe, and then down at the bottom it just says literally, or literally, however you want to say it. (laughs) And I uh, also got a big magnet that's got uh, about 15 different faces and emotions of Michael Scott. And then, you know, you get the little uh, black square that puts that says my mood is. And then you put that square over your mood. Uh, Oh, that's Yeah, that's on my refrigerator Um, because there's a lot of times I don't like to talk about my feelings and how I'm feeling. And sometimes when I'm just sitting there. On the chair, Autumn's like, are you okay? What's the matter? You all right? You going? You good? So she's like, this way, you don't have to say anything. She said, before I come home, just put your mood on the Michael Scott, and I'll know what mood you're in. (laughs) (laughs) If only that would... I know... I have a feeling it might not work. Maybe. Probably won't. Here's the problem. You're going to be like... She's going to be like, what's wrong? Are you okay? You're like, oh, hold on. Let me go change (laughs) the... (laughs) It's like, like, shit, I forgot. <laughs> I would never remember to do that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to remember. I mean, 99% of the time I'm good. You know, I'm in a good mood or I'm, you know, but there's those times when, you know, I'm moody and, you know, angry for no particular reason. I just sent you the picture of, of what that is. Oh, okay. Can't um, wait to see it. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of office related just Stuff. leave it, leave it on, just put it on demented and just never change it. <laughs> that pretty much is how I feel a lot of times. 
yeah. dead inside. Dead inside. Yeah, they're they're very. Those are pretty damn funny. I but like yeah. it. Yep. Very good. Uh, very good birthday. Got a ice cream cake and cupcakes for supper last night. And nice. Yeah. What time yeah. did you sleep till? I made it till. Funny story, because I thought, because I always get Izzy off the bus at three. Well, I thought she said she was off in the afternoon, so I didn't set my alarm or anything. And next thing I know, I hear Izzy walking through the door thinking, oh, well, here comes Izzy, then here comes Autumn. And then I come stumbling out, and Izzy's got a glare, and she's like, thanks for coming to get me. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I thought, <laughs> I thought your mom was getting you. And here, that wasn't the case. So, I, yeah, Oops. I made it. To, yeah, I, I don't think I... I was up till about like nine, then I woke up at three. It's about what I did too. Yep, yep. Got a pretty. I was watching. Um, in an in an effort to to become the greatest hockey fan of my personal life, I woke up and watched um highlights from January. Oh. Of like nice goals and just different things to try to you know learn about other teams and whatnot. And uh, my son crawled up, right? He got so excited. It was the wildest thing. He got so Ooh. excited that I put that on. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he like, as soon as I put it on, he, like, grabbed his juice and he ran over to the couch and he sat beside me and he just watched it with me. And I was like, this is a moment. That is a moment. That's pretty this is, cool. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting bonding moment that I never thought that I would ever get. So, yeah. That was pretty cool, and then I, I then I we, you know got real excited, and I watched the uh, Pens game last night on TV. It was on HBO Max, so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh, this is pretty cool. That is cool. So I got did to they watch win? it. No, they did absolutely terrible. God damn it! They did really bad. They were against the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers are, I believe, this year they're. Good. I haven't followed hockey at all this year. Well, but I think it, the Panthers are good. Yeah, they uh they kicked their ass. It was like it was, dude, they they like I forget what happened. There was one one moment I I, I want to say it was at like the end of the first quarter where the, the pen scored and I was like, Oh hell yeah, it's one to zero. And then for some reason they were like, Nope, it was high sticking. So they took the goal away. And then at the beginning of the second quarter, the Panthers scored once and then they scored again 34 seconds later oh. <laughs> it's like oh my god uh. this is this is not cool and then by the time i like i was like all right this game is over so i was right at the beginning of the third quarter i was like i'm not gonna watch anymore i'm done i'm just gonna go to bed i started, turned the game off Penn scored then they scored again and then by the time i woke up in the morning the score was five to two and i was like okay oh my god <laughs> holy shit like it was uh. not not very good so there's yeah, another understand. one tonight. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to check out much of it. So, yeah, Penguins are very frustrating. Yeah, we were whatever. spoiled with them a couple years ago when they won. Uh, did, they, did they win back to back? Yeah, they went back one back to back titles there about what six seven years ago, and then they've just Damn. haven't done squat since. I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion that they need to somewhat blow this team up and start fresh you know well in in an effort normally when i hyper fixate on something i end up doing the exact same um things where i like you know i'll, I'll join a discord i'll join a subreddit and i'll join a facebook group and that's exactly what i did with the penguins and everybody is of the exact same um 
thought process as, as what you're saying right now is that like the coaching needs redone um you know yeah. that just that these players are getting old they should be in their prime but for some reason they're not and yeah i mean you gotta figure like the main three is crosby malkin and latang and i just i don't think it's there anymore um it's gonna be weird seeing them on playing for different teams or you know and then there's I know there were talks of other players maybe getting traded and it's like i don't know but i mean i've been i've been saying that they should have started dismantling this team about two two years ago maybe even three uh but it's just so hard you know when you got like that core of guys that have been there for all three titles that they've had or not all three but their last three that they had and you know the big run that they have been going through you know to separate them is really hard but yeah it's 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 obviously time and to get rid of the coach i've always liked the coach but sometimes you know their his message just doesn't get through anymore and it's just time to no it's just you know it's just it's just like looking for a spice at walmart and you can't find it sometimes you just gotta grab a stranger and be like i need you to help me look for this hmm I've never you know done that. yeah oh i do uh, it all the time do you really yeah because spice is really hard to find there's so many of them <laughs> oh yeah and they all look the same They're, yeah and i'm just like yeah, i'm looking for fucking it. nutmeg why can't i find <laughs> nutmeg I, I pull off a stranger and i say uh please help me find nutmeg and they help so, you every time yeah. they've helped you. Really, I've never That's had anybody nice. not help me. See, there and are another thing I do here. a lot of times. I always forget which um, ratio of uh, of uh, fat to beef content to get in a um, pack of like ground beef for like burgers. Oh, does it matter? It does matter. Really? To yeah. Me, it doesn't meets meat. Beef is beef. no. If you get, you have to get a certain ratio to make a good burger. Hmm. And I always forget which ratio it is to buy. And I always ask a stranger, like, hey, <laughs> which ratio do I buy? And they're like, what? Do you know I what mean, the ratio is? Uh, I want to say it's 80-20. I see. I feel like that's what we get all the time anyway, is 80-20. Yeah, I want to see. I want to say that's what it is. If you can get it lower, or if you can get like 70-30, I, I don't know if that exists, but I think that's the what you want to go for. Oh, okay. But despite that that's how i feel about this coach situation since it's all still so new to me mm-hmm. maybe a pair of fresh eyes would be helpful i don't know yep it's it, this is the same with you know i'll get sportsy here with the with the steelers with their head coach he's been there forever he's a good coach but sometimes you just kind of think it's like maybe would they just need a different face in there they you need know, ted lasso i think so yeah he would probably be a good coach i still never watched season two of that i gotta get on that i, I want to watch three. that um there's that there's that world war ii show on apple tv i want to watch i think it's called like masters of air they oh, said I'm if it's good. like yeah they said if you like uh like band of brothers and that shit that you'll love this and i very much love band of brothers so i really want to get on that Interesting. Uh, I'm very. I'm a. I'm a big World War II honk. Am I a honk? Am I a? Is that what honk? Honk. Uh, aficionado. Yeah, I like to say honk. Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's the right. If that is what I want to say. 
I've legitimately um, never heard that, so I don't know if you're right or wrong. And I might also be one of those where I think they're saying honk, but they're probably saying something else. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, I went. That yeah, my, I went. That was my I, night last night. Yeah, that was a good night. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, I see you got your wife the flowers that you remember at the end of the shift. You had said you were got to go to Walmart to get the flowers and the coffee, and I saw you accomplished both. I did. That was. I just went to Sheets. They had flowers there. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. She was happy with it, and then she got more flowers at work from one of her coworkers. So I was happy about that. Oh. That's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. One of her female coworkers gave her flowers. <laughs> it's like, whatever. That's totally fine. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. And I, I don't, I think I had surfer boy pizza last night for dinner. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You said that those are at uh, Walmart, right? You can only yeah, get them they're at Walmart. Del- they're so good. They're probably the best frozen pizza I've ever had. Hmm. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. They're very delicious. Cause anytime Nothing- I get the Walmart, I always just get the, uh, Wait, at the marketplace, the one in the brown box. Oh, I don't like those. Don't you? <gasps> no, I'm not overly fond of the marketplace pizza. Like, they just aren't great. I don't believe it. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they, I, now it is one of those. I feel like if I overcook it just a little bit, then it's ruined. Then the whole thing is just is good is absolute trash dude i'm telling you right now i know i've told you before and I'm, i will die on this hill you need a pizzazz i do need a pizzazz they are fucking elite for pizzas like i've i won't cook it in the oven anymore i just can't you're 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 all on the pizzazz i have to do it on the pizzazz like i mean unless it's like a like a have you ever had a oh what are they called detroit is it, is it Detroit? Detroit City or Mo- oh, Motor City Pizza? Motor City Pizza. I don't believe I have now. So they're fucking excellent too, but they're all like deep dish. Oh, so for okay. those, I always put them in the oven. Okay. So if, if it comes in like deep. an exterior pan, mm-hmm. oven. If oh, it's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did get one of those one time because that threw me off. Yes. Yeah. If it comes in its own cooking tray, I got to put it in, a, in the oven, but. If it's just like, hey, th- throw this on the racks for the best pizza, that shit's going on the pizzazz. Look at that pizzazz. I just I just Googled that shit. They're fucking great, dude. That They're just doesn't even new. it looks like it wouldn't do shit. It looks like it would not cook at all. No, just man, even just by looking at it. Absolutely elite for pizza, so I'm not not joking. I cook dude, I cook chicken nuggets on that shit. Well, like Yeah, I was just gonna say here on Blaine's Farm and something. Yeah, these people got wings. Looks like, is those pierogies? They put pierogies on there? Yeah, dude, it cooks so well. It's so weird. Oh, no, those are those are loaded potatoes. But still, there's, yeah. So, yeah, so you could easily do nuggies. Yeah. Oh, and that one's only 50 bucks, too. I highly recommend it, for Called sure. Presto? What what brand yeah, is it? Yeah, Presto. Yours? Presto Pizzazz. Wow. Dude, maybe you should, like, maybe you should, like, uh, QVC it. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe it'll all be a today's special value sometime and we'll just we'll just eat that up. That's I literally like I keep it I keep it as close by in the kitchen as I possibly can and I'll just like is the best. Oh look at that. One result. QVC, eighty nine ninety nine. Five easy pays of eighteen dollars. 
That's <laughs> worth it. I would order it today. It <laughs> if I didn't have one, I'd order that shit already. That is just so wild. That just does not look like that would do shit. I promise you, it best it cooks your pizza better than anything. Mm. Daddy likes. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm putting that in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> then, and if Autumn accidentally orders it, well, that's just a damn shame. A damn shame. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, folks. Well, we decided today that we're gonna do uh, weird inventions. Uh, d that have been that like you know that have been invented that are just fucking odd. So uh, I did an episode like this on uh, what came up, and I thought it was really fun. And I never got back to doing another one. Um, so we're just gonna go ahead and do it. And in the same regard that I had, an we had another episode that was about weird origins of of things. Uh, we're going to do the exact same thing, and I'm gonna read Mitch a captivating mystery story. And at the end, it's going to reveal. The item. Yeah. So, you? Yeah, yeah. I just found one for $77 on Amazon Prime. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on pizzazz still. All right. I'm focused. Here I am. No, I'm you're good. All right. You. So, I'm going to read you a story. Yes, bring it. And at the end of the story, it, there's 10 of them here, okay? Okay. At the end of the story, it's going to have a, uh, it's going to reveal what this uh, invention was. Okay. All right, so the first story is called The Case of the Enigmatic Companion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In the summer of 1975, a man named Gary Dahl found himself in a bar. His mind was buzzing with an idea that could change everything. He observed his friends complaining about the responsibilities of pet ownership and the high-maintenance nature of traditional pets. He was inspired by their gripes, and Gary began collecting smooth stones from a nearby beach. Little did his friends know that these seemingly ordinary rocks would soon become the most oh sought-after companions. <laughs> Gary <laughs> meticulously packaged each stone in straw-lined boxes, complete with a care manual detailing how to care for this newfound pet. With a stroke of marketing genius, he introduced the world to the pet rock an enigmatic companion that required no feeding, no walking, or grooming. As the pet rock craze swept the nation, Gary reveled in the successes of this unconventional creation. My man fucking sold rocks. That is the easiest money. <laughs> that guy can fuck off. Gary Dahl can, can pretty much kiss my ass. Oh, that I, is I mean, absolute... a little jealousy, though, too. <laughs> Yeah, this guy's like, you don't like feeding your dog and shit? I got the fucking solution for you. Check out this fucking rock that I found, which is okay. which is great. It probably sold more to guys than anything, because how yeah. many times have you been outside being like, this rock is fucking awesome? Yeah, I like <laughs> men, a good rock. Men are fucking know. simple as shit. Yeah. And like I, I mean, saw a fucking post the other day that was just like, men will literally be walking outside and be like, this stick is fucking elite. <laughs> I like, yeah, you'll keep it. You'll put it on to the side like, I'm keeping this motherfucker. I love <laughs> the way this stick looks, and I'm keeping it. Hell yeah. I can't. I Dude, I've like literally, I've thought about like, I found a stick and be like, I'm going to varnish this. I'm going to I'm gonna sand it. Like, I'm going to make it look fucking awesome, and I'm going to keep yeah. it for years. Well, okay, so <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so um, 
my old job, we would deliver to old people. Well, this this old couple that we went to, it was actually it was a group of sisters. They all went to Arizona, um, went to uh, Grand Canyon and all that shit. Well, they came back and I'm delivering oxygen to them, and they're like, "Here, we got you and your and your uh, workmate something." It was a bag of rocks from the Grand Canyon. Wow. That was the coolest shit I'd ever seen. And we had those rocks sitting in our <laughs> shop for years. <laughs> and then when I was, and what my one regret is I forgot to grab a rock whenever I left. Because those bastards had sat there for probably 11 years. You know, and people would, you know, sometimes you would have like delivery guys coming in and they're like, rocks, huh? And I'm like, yeah, like they're from the Grand Canyon. Like, look at them. Like, feel them. Like, feel the texture. And some guys were like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And some people were like, all right, right. Hey, <laughs> fucking weirdos. But yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. You want to know how much Gary Dahl walked away with the Pet Rocks? I just looked up Pet Rock Net Worth. I do. $15 million. Wow. <laughs> He sold them for three ninety five each. Imagine Shark Tank. <laughs> this guy's like introducing the pet rock. Like, who wants to invest five hundred million dollars for one percent of the company? And they're just yeah. like, "Fuck you, bro." Yeah. <laughs> he unloaded. It's a Gary Dahl unloaded more than five million of the Igenis invertebrates in six months. Damn. In six months, he sold five million. God damn rocks. That <laughs> oh. this, dude, this dude woke up and was like, I'm going to work today. And just went out to the fucking beach. <laughs> just collected rocks. But like, yes, <laughs> four bucks. <laughs> Sell this baby for four bucks, dude. <laughs> did, did you know the manual was 32 pages long? Oh, my God. According to BC Business, it says, how dumb was it? That depends on your appetite for absurdity. Dahl imported the rocks from Mexico, packaged them in a cardboard box that mimicked a pet carrier, complete with air holes and a bed of straw, and included a 32-page pet training manual with tips and tricks on how to train your new pet to sit, stay, and attack. Son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> I want one now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of want one, too. Yeah. Let's see. Can we get one off? I, I, I'm putting a lot of things in the Amazon cart. I might have, might as well put a. <laughs> Your wife is gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like, okay, we're getting a pizzazz and a pet rock. Like, what the hell's going on? She's like, here? yeah, didn't you refer to my Michael Scott chart today? It says demented. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here, pet rock, the original by Gary Dahl, thirty bucks. What? Thirty dollars. I'll get it All by right. Monday. Is Gary Dahl still alive? I don't know. Uh, no way. There's no way he is. No way. <laughs> no way. No way. Uh, Gary Dahl is. No, he died in 2015. Damn, oh, dude. Look at that asshole. He looks like <laughs> he looks like Grizzly Adams. Dude, how I mean, old was he? When was he born? 36. Holy fuck, <laughs> dude. Wait, nine. Wait, he was 36 when he died. No, he was born in 1936. I'm sorry. So. He, 2015? Yep, my 1936. He was 79 when he died. Dude. Yeah, there he is. Look at that. What a beast. Yeah. Oh, there he is there. Yeah, looking older. 
Huh. Nice house. Just standing there with a goddamn rock in his hand. Genius. Cool, though. Yeah, that is. The, the little carrier is kind of cool. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. Bring it. All right. Number two. The secret of the moving seat. I don't even know what this one is. Inventor Bob returned from a mysterious trip to Hawaii with a glint in his eye and a vision that seemed to defy explanation. Rumors swirled about the inspiration behind his latest invention, whispered speculations of hidden treasures and ancient mysteries. Bob disappeared into his workshop, emerging weeks later with a chair that held a secret only known to him. Its movements were mesmerizing, hinting at a deeper purpose that intrigued all who beheld it. Curiosity peaked. A brave few dared to take a seat, only to discover the true nature of Bob's creation. With a twist, in turn, the chair revealed its hidden function, leaving onlookers astonished by its ingenuity. The mystery of the moving seat had been solved, unveiling a secret that would change the way people viewed furniture forever. So what the fuck was it? Just a moving seat? Like a like a swivel chair? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. What was his name? Bob. <laughs> oh, just Bob. <laughs> oh, it's called the hula chair. The hula chair? How do I know what the hell a hula chair is? Oh, well, look at that. 80 bucks on QVC. I've never really ever seen this. How do I not know? And the, here's a website called the Museum of Failure, and there's the Hawaii chair. <laughs> I've never oh. heard of that before. Hula no, chair. I, th- yeah, this doesn't look familiar to me at all. Huh. I'm sure he did well for himself, hopefully. Good old Bob and his hula chair. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. Um. So the number three... The Curious Crawler... The Curious Crawler Conundrum. After a chaotic dinner with his toddler, Mike found himself faced with a mess that seemed impossible to clean. As he watched his child crawl across the floor, leaving a trail of spaghetti sauce in their wake, a spark of inspiration ignited in Mike's mind. What if there was a way to turn this mess into something useful? With a determination fueling his creativity, Mike set to work on crafting a garment that concealed a hidden power. The result was a onesie unlike any other, <laughs> equipped with a mop that, oh, I'm sorry, equipped with mop-like fibers that transformed the most innocent of creatures into an unsuspecting cleaner. <laughs> the baby mop, yes. The baby mop. <laughs> yes. As parents everywhere marveled at the simplicity of Mike's invention, the mystery of the Curious Crawler conundrum was finally solved. What the fuck, dude? Oh, I do remember. I do remember seeing things about the the baby mop. Dude, that just seems cruel. Cruel and unusual. Yeah, it's got a little bit of, uh, 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 I don't know what the term is. Right there it is. Mother-daughter matching. Mother-daughter matching dresses. Well, that doesn't. 16 bucks. You can get them on Walmart. Yeah, that looks weird. I feel like like if I, if we had like a, a like family over and you're just like, hold on. Let me go change the baby real quick and we'll just. 
slide. <laughs> just let him crawl around. We'll take care of that shit right off, right away. It's like, like oh, sorry about the mess. No worries. Let me grab my kid and just <laughs> slide him across it. Here, you're good to go. He's like, oh, oh, that's why his nickname is Roomba. Be like, Sh- <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I always thought Roomba would be a great name for a dog. That is a that is a good dog name. Yeah. <laughs> Roomba. I mean, that's what they fucking do. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Some of these. Oh, some of them have little sayings on them. Oh, like that's a little. Yeah. It's not easy being a mop. Ah. Uh, don't, don't stop the mop. That's 15 bucks on Amazon. Dude. <laughs> Baby at work. It, it looks weird though. It looks really weird. I just don't know about it. I feel, I, I feel, no, that's not okay. It, it doesn't get good reviews on Amazon. Three sure and a half. A, <laughs> oh, there's only four reviews though for it, but it's three and a half out of five stars. Like, like I said, it does, it is, all it does is cry. Yeah. <laughs> you never never, have to charge it though didn't clean up my mess it squirmed away oh wow all right this one here is didn't this next one doesn't at all i have no idea how it's going to end up being what it is i already know what it is but oh okay the case of the vigorous vigilante oh my god these people (laughs) jessica a fitness enthusiast with a penchant for innovation, found herself on a quest to revolutionize her workout routine. Tired of the monotony of traditional exercises, she sought a solution that would inject new life into her fitness regimen. One day, while shaking a cocktail at her home oh, bar... Oh, God, that damn thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> inspiration struck Jessica like a bolt of lightning. What if she could incorporate that same shaking motion into her exercise routine with the determination... Driving her forward, Jessica set to, to work developing a device that defined convention or defied convention the shake weight. A seemingly simple contraption that with a hidden power that promised to tone muscles with just a few minutes of vigorous shaking. As fitness enthusiasts everywhere embrace Jessica's invention, the mystery, the mystery of the vigorous vigilant, vigilante was solved. That thing I would never, I can never use it. Because it like it looks like you're jerking someone off, or you're jerking yourself off. I mean, it, you get I really good know. at both, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's a South Park episode where it's based on the shake weight. Have you ever seen that? Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh, it's so oh funny. God. And then you jerk, you you do the shaking, and you make sure it's in your face, and then it shoots water in in your face at the end, and then something it, it's voice gives activated you, gives you cab fare. Yeah, <laughs> shoots points out. <laughs> And it says something about it, and then it like immediately like shuts off. It's just like here's money, and then it just and then it just shuts down. I love it. Oh, the shake is, I'm just gonna call because I've never heard of it before. I'm gonna look it up. It's called the Flow B, F L O W B E E. Yeah, yeah, the Flow B. Oh my God, I haven't haven't heard that word in a long time. Floby, Rick, yeah. a curious inventor with a flair for the unconventional, found himself on a quest to streamline the grooming process. Tired of the hassle of traditional haircuts, he sought a solution that would make grooming more efficient. As he tinkered away in his garage, a vision began to take shape in Rick's mind. What if there was a way to cut and vacuum hair simultaneously? 
Mm-hmm. All right. With a spark of inspiration driving him forward, Rick set to develop the gadget that defied expectation. The Floby. What a weird... I mean, I would use this. Yeah. Um. Don't ask me how I remember this, but there's an interview that George Clooney does, and he says he cuts his hair using a Floby. I, I don't mean, know if it was a Barbara Walters interview or what it was. He's like, he's like, people don't believe me. He says, but I got a Floby in the house right now. He said, that's how I, that's how I trim my hair. I mean, it's genius. It is genius. I always wanted to know if it really did work. I didn't know anybody that actually ever had one. You can get one on Amazon for $309. Sure. That's fucking insanity. That's a massive amount of money. But if it works hell I, I mean i just shave in the garage yeah. and vacuum it up i just walk across the street to the girl and you know i'm in and out in 10 minutes and i give her i think she charges 15 i give her 20 or something like that and you have a hair uh, uh uh a barber across the street yeah she's just a little uh, she's like diagonal yeah pretty yeah, cool though i could walk but i don't i mean it's literally like 500 feet away i still drive over <laughs> I, I mean, so so goddamn lazy. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> but she and she's the one that taught me. She's the one that introduced me to uh, Skyrim. She's have, the you, one that's, <laughs> have you or anybody you know ever heard of a game called Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> no, my uh, favorite thing I've ever heard you say. I I'm think. Tell, I wonder how what she thought of me whenever she said, "Oh, you need to play." whatever what elder scrolls and i'm like oh i've never heard of it she was probably like who in the fuck is this person that i'm dealing with have you been back there since yeah quite a few times oh man yeah. did you tell her no no we <laughs> haven't talked about it since oh that dude that's rich that is rich very rich all right uh the rainy day riddle sarah a resident of perpetual a perpetually wet city probably seattle uh, found herself faced with a problem that seemed impossible to solve. Tired of her dog's aversion to going outside in rainy weather, she sought a solution that would make walks more enjoyable for her and her furry friend. With the determination fueling her creativity, Sarah set out to develop an invention that would defy convention. The result was the dog umbrella. Okay. Seemingly ordinary accessory with a hidden purpose that left onlookers astounded. As pet owners everywhere embrace Sarah's creation. So the dog Brella. Yes. I've I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Okay. Smart. I mean it's just That's an smart. umbrella attached to a leash yeah. type deal. Alright. Yeah, not much to it. Yeah. It works. I I guess it would be alright. I mean, I don't it is kind of annoying coming in, you know, after it's raining with a wet dog and you know, they usually always run and squirm and, you know, get the couch wet and get parts shake. of the carpet wet. And yeah, you, ever wish that you, you ever wish that you could shake yourself off like a dog, though? What do you mean that I wish I could? I do it. No, no, no. Like. Oh, you mean like, like, and it actually like work. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still like, do it anyway. I feel that it works when I do it. <laughs> I'd like to see that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I just stand around just. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they I used to have my... these, they used to have these things, uh, they probably still do. They're expensive as all get out, but I always wanted one. And it's like, uh, 
it's a dryer you hang on your wall in your bathroom and you just turn it on and it just blows air at you and that would be nice it's supposed to save you from having to use a towel hmm I in all honesty I don't know if I could truly just air dry I don't feel right I I feel I have to towel up I mean you know, I get it I understand yeah I I don't know if I could really truly just let nature or a big ass blow dryer dry me off interesting yeah. I feel like I could probably do it wouldn't bother like, me. I don't like the hand dryers that we have at work like I use it, but then I immediately round the corner and then I wipe my hands, you know? Um, but I mean, it doesn't work anyway, but even if it did work, I still have to have that feeling that I got to have that friction. I need friction. <laughs> <laughs> I need the touch of a towel or a cloth to feel really dry, to, to feel dry and clean. I feel that. Yeah. Sure <clears throat> do. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right, uh, let's see. What is number seven? The revolver camera. What That's the fuck is that? Photography enthusiasts with an insatiable thirst for innovation embarked on a journey to push the boundaries of traditional photography. Tired of the limitations of conventional cameras, um, he saw a solution that would capture the essence of adventurous spirit. With a twinkle in his eye and a glimmer of inspiration, Mark set out to develop a device that defied expectations. The result was the revolver camera, a seemingly ordinary contraption with a hidden function that left onlookers just amazed. So what the fuck does it do? Yeah. I don't know. Well, as soon as you said he had a twinkle in his eye, he could he could fuck off. Let's see. What so revolver revolver pistol? Or revolver camera. camera, I mean, yeah, I don't revolver I don't I still don't understand what it does oh it oh. looks like it's a camera but it looks like you're shooting somebody like you're literally and it's yeah, got like it, yeah it's got like a camera like a film roll in the middle like a, in the, that little circle part yeah uh it took the form of a handgun instead of using bullets the brass cylinder that formed the body of the camera held a circular glass plate yeah. After each exposure, the back of it, that's crazy. Yeah, so it just looks like you're going to shoot somebody, but then you are you take their picture. Huh. Dude, cameras are insane. Cameras just are like, insane. Just the way that they even work. Have you ever, have you seen somebody, have you ever seen like people who can take a picture with just film in a fucking pinhole? I don't think. Like a pinhole camera? No. You can literally put like a pinhole in a box, in a box, and then put film in there, and then like point it at something and just leave it there for like uh, forever, and it'll uh, it will take a picture of what it was looking at. Really? Oh, look at that pinhole camera. That is some wild shit. Look at that. That's cool. I don't understand. So, so interesting. Yeah. All right, let's huh. see what number eight is. A Do they still oh. make Polaroid cameras? Yeah. Oh, man, those used to be so. Dude, now they have cameras. It's so weird the way that the the way that uh, 
technology advances forward and then sometimes it takes a step back but still remains technological Mm -hmm. and right now you can buy a digital camera that is that mimics every aspect of a disposable camera son of a bitch i think izzy has one of those now that you mention it yeah it's literally a it, it does the exact same things takes 24 pictures you have to you know unload it and reload it just like a normal uh camera except it's all digital and it, but they look like they used to oh okay like the pictures look like they, they used look to like look. the old yeah little like a tad grainy in a way or just not grainy but what's the word just yeah it just looks like a like a picture like a, yeah, like, it's just yeah. so it's so weird that like technology yeah. got so far to the point where we don't need to carry cameras around. And they're like, yeah, but some people miss that shit. I miss it sometimes. You know, in Polaroids, you can buy a brand new Polaroid now, like, and you can still oh. it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, Polaroids were awesome because you take the picture and then you'd shake it. You know, not that I don't, I don't even think shaking. I mean, it turned out that shaking meant absolutely nothing. Like it did because they're like, oh, you shake it fast enough, you know, and it'll. Uh, you know, uh, get exposed quicker. But I think I could be wrong. Hmm. But I thought they said that that really doesn't do anything. You just look like an idiot shaking it. <laughs> like a shake weight. You look like an idiot. That's right. Yeah. But they, what you need to do is just attach your Polaroids to the, each end of the shake weight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Multitask. Uh, but, but there was nothing better than a digital camera or even any camera. You know, and then you'd be taking pictures and then, you know, you would forget about how much was on your roll and then you would take pictures and you'd be like, oh shit, I'm done. Well, there's like 24 pictures that you don't remember what the hell you took of. Yeah. Then you would have to take it somewhere and then, then it got to the, was it that you, you know, first it would be like 24 hours and you could get them. Then it got to, was it like one hours you could, one hours, one hour you could get them. But there was that that anticipation of not knowing what your pictures look like you know it was it was really cool back in the day yeah i i always thought it was agonizing like i was like i don't why is this what we're doing like yeah, yeah. and then digital like, cameras came out and you know it, that was still it was fine i guess mm-hmm. like i'm yeah. not the type to like I, and I may have said something about this before, but I and it, maybe it's a generational thing. I, I don't know, but I'm not the type that cares about photos. Don't and like you. I get it, take, you know, you take photos of your kids, like yeah. you know, if you want to, like whatever. It's different now. You know, there are people yeah. that still like, uh, you know, say, "Oh, I need to," you know take pictures and print pictures and mm-hmm. things like that. And it's a little bit different now and it won't matter unless like technology goes up in smoke someday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause otherwise yeah. like, you know, like when you, when I watched the walking dead, the very first uh, thing I remember, it sticks out to me a lot was that Rick had said like, Oh, when, when shit hit the fan, um, Lori went inside and grabbed photo albums. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, that that makes sense. But like in in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, it's like uh, I, another friend of mine. He always used to give me shit because I quit buying DVDs. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what are you gonna do if the world ends? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you're not gonna be able to access your Voodoo account. I'm like, all right, you know, fair enough. Yeah. 
he goes, if electricity exists still and you can find a DVD player, you can still have movies. He goes, that's why I buy DVDs. That's planning for... That's... Yeah, that's... I never really even... That's something never even crossed my mind. Is like, well, what if... What if this? What if that? I just think of getting DVDs and taking pictures just because that's what I grew up on. You know, you grow up on... Like, even still buying, like, when I get a video game and I just download it, it feels very foreign to me. Yeah, or, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting fond of it. Yeah. Because I, I have to, I feel like I have to have that game. I have to have that video. I have to have that. I got to be able to touch it to know that it's mine. Not that I, I'm just assuming that it's in there somewhere. Yeah, because what if something happens? And then I'm like, all right, well all that money I spent on these games and all the money I spent on getting these movies gone. Yeah. Um, now, like there are certain things, you know, that, that I still attest to like, not or not attest to, but agree with would be like vinyl records. Like I have a weird want to constantly buy albums that I like on vinyl. Yeah. Well, they just sound so much cooler on vinyl. They do. They First sound great. And I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, I like that, but it's so old school. Mm -hmm. But it, like, right now, if you go to Walmart, there's more vinyl than there are CDs. Get out of here. I swear to God, man, there is so uh, much vinyl on the shelves and barely any CDs. That is. Well, I know when we went to FYE that last time, it felt like there was a ton more vinyls there. And it was blowing my mind that it was like newer albums. And, you know, it's just. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know that people were into, like, new vinyl, like, new music. Like, yeah, I know some people, like, even uh, my cousin Kurt, well, my wife's cousin Kurt, Squanch, he was just saying about over the weekend, he went to a, uh, we have a store here in Clearfield. It's kind of like a flea markety kind of thing. He ended up getting the Beatles album, uh, Revolver. He got it. Um, so I could see people getting that. You know, because it's old. It's and it was the original too. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. He got. He said he got it for right. He said twenty five bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, he said he already I mean, I has got, one. I got the new Green Day album. I got the Blink album. I got a Neck Deep album. I all in vinyl. I have a couple of my Chemical Romance albums. Like, um, I've been doing it for a long time. I just, I, just, I like the idea of it, but it, you know, and those will last a lifetime. Yeah. Yep, and like I said, they sound cool. We have two record players here at our house. I told you about the one really, really old one we have here, right? And I think it's so. Old, you got to crank it. Like you got this little knobby thing, and you got to oh, that's cool. Stick it in a hole and you crank it. I think we looked up like the serial number, and it was. I mean, it's not even from a company that even exists anymore. I don't believe, and I think it was like from like nineteen thirty something, and it still works. You got to crank the hell out of it, um, and the. I don't know, whatever the thing is that holds the needle, the thing that you lift up and down. You know, that thing's like gigantic. It's pretty damn cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I, no, I don't know if you ever told me about that. Oh, well, son of a bitch. I, if I remember, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. I like that. That's neat. Yeah, it is neat. Um, But yeah, like I remember I got into a car accident and the guy like got out of the car and started like cranking a camera. <laughs> Like I could hear like zip, 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 <laughs> snap, zip, zip, zip. And I'm like, are you using a fucking disposable? Like, why do you have that? It's 2013. Yeah. Like, 
Some so, people, yeah, I know. Some, like, yeah. yeah, some people. That's what they. Uh, like, I was like, like, it's gonna be weeks before you have those pictures. Yeah. Like, I, I already sent mine to my lawyer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, some people um, just like that. Yeah. So number eight, the car exhaust grill. On a long road trip, Steve found himself craving a hot meal, but lacking the means to cook one. As he started, uh, as he st stared at the exhaust pipe of his car, an idea began to form. What if he could harness that heat for cooking? What? Oh. A portable grill attachment that turned road trips into what the fuck, dude? That sounds you... terribly unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, because you got all those fucking gas fumes shooting up in. Because it used to the exhaust, right? Yeah. Oh, there's no way I would eat something that you that was cooked off of there. That's disgusting. There, dude. I'm sure he probably exists. says he's got some. Uh, really? It's called oh, a barbecue. Barbecue. Oh see. no, that's a prank. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, <laughs> dude? I would never. No. Car. Grill food, food grill. Um, portable grills let you eat. Uh, here's now. Nah, here's people just eating off their engine. Um, grill food on the engine while you drive on YouTube. What the hell is wrong with people? And that's insane. Ew. I can't find anything about it, so I don't know if that's real or not. But yeah. holy fuck! Yeah, the other thing I'm seeing is just people eating like yeah looks like they pop their hood and then they put something on like on the engine and then it heats it up there's no way i would do that because you got you got oil and antifreeze flopping around in there oh no like i said i've never been that desperate for food i mean i've been really freaking hungry but i've never been anywhere like I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe wherever he lives, there's a stretch of like 200 miles where there's nothing to eat. But I, I can't imagine. It's like just freaking pull over. There's a exit. There's always an exit that's got food. There's got to be somewhere that's got food. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I got nothing on this yeah. one, man. That's so weird. So, dude, the next one is fucking wild. Ooh. Wilder than grilling off your exhaust. Yeah. Oh. I can't wait. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the patent for it from 1980. All right, it's called the anti-eating face mask. <laughs> All right, yeah. the anti-eating face mask, which includes a cup-shaped member conforming to the shape of the mouth and chin area of the user, together with a hoop member and straps detachably and changeable with the user's head for mounting. So it just looks like a regular mask, like a COVID mask goes under your nose, and it looks like a cage around your mouth and chin. Yeah, look at that. Kind of like a, like a poor man's bane. Yeah. Gotham <laughs> <laughs> will fall. Um, <laughs> obesity is a basic problem which many people today are confronted, and as clearly indicated by the variety of diets proposed to conquer overweight, the major contributing factor to overweight is the excessive consumption of food. Wow. So basically, yeah, just I this I, would never fucking work. No. Because, I mean, you just take the damn thing off. 
It's like, well, I'm hungry. I'm taking it all. Like, I don't... Yeah, this is really weird shit. It got, dude, it, it is no... The reason it's not readily available is it got cited so many times. Yeah, it... it, it yeah, because there's like those two little hooks up on the top that go around your head. Then you got another wire from the top of your head down to your chin. No, that's weird. 1982, dude. That's crazy. That's not all that long ago. No. No, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the last one we have here is called the Butter Stick. As a breakfast lubber. 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 <laughs> As a breakfast lover, Tom was always searching for ways to make his morning routine more efficient. Tired of wrestling with unwieldy, unwieldy butter containers, he came up with a butter stick, a convenient solution that promised to revolutionize spreading with a simple yet ingenious design. Yes. We had one of those growing up. Oh my god, I completely forgot about them. What? Oh, it's like a... Like a yeah, what does it just, do? You just... You slide the... You slide the butter in the in the compartment, and then you would just push down, and then you would just you're. It was basically just like holding your stick. It was just like a, was a oh, like a, chapstick, but yeah, butter. Was, yeah. Holy hell! I forgot all about this. That we had one of those. I mean, I would use that. Yeah. Oh, that brings back memories. I don't, we, we didn't like use it a lot because it was kind of a, I think if I remember correctly, it was kind of a pain to actually get, get the stick in there and to readily spread it, you know, without having to jam your fingers up in there to kind of, oh yeah, loosen it. But and yeah, I just use a, um, I use a vegetable peeler on a cold stick of butter. Huh? <laughs> to, you know, to get like to create like thin ribbons. Okay, I've never had to do anything like that. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> it creates like thin ribbons, and then they melt quicker and they're spreadable easier. Mm. Mm. It's a cute little life hack. It 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 sounds cute. I don't think I'd ever do that, but <laughs> I'm not usually. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a uh, butter stick guy. I'm a I'm a uh, crunchy cock cr crunchy crunchy crunch crunch car country. You know what I'm trying to say? Country cr country, oh, country crock. Oh my god! <laughs> I couldn't say it. Holy shit, dude! I felt like I was on a roller coaster right there. I felt like I was having a stroke, dude. That's hard to say. Country crock country. Country, Dude. country crock is the butter that I use. That's not even butter, bro. That's margarine. That's butter enough. It's enough butter. It is different though. When like when I make mac and cheese, it doesn't taste as right using the the crock. We'll I'll try to call it. What a crock, dude. <laughs> it is much better to use a stick. Yeah. See, maybe that you might be onto something with that vegetable peeler. Because a lot of times we always leave the, you know, the sticks of butter in the refrigerator and they're hard as a rock. Um, I'm we do you. have a little, like a little uh, a butter stick holder thing or plate, you know, cover plate thingy. Uh, 
But a lot of times we forget about it or we accidentally leave it on the stove and then we cook stuff and then it just fuck, fucking melts because of the heat. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I used, try the vegetable peeler thing. Just sometimes. I think I just found a vegetable peel. I was cleaning out the, uh, the drawers there and I was even looking at that thing. I think that was a vegetable peeler. You could also use a cheese grater. Oh, yeah. Just grate some, you know, thin slices of cheese or, yeah, yeah uh, fucking butter over top of your toast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do that. I won't. Hell remember. yeah. Who am I kidding? All right. Let's head over to bigthink.com and check out the 20 weirdest inventions ever. Let's. Uh, we'll return right after these short messages. Uh, where, we, where are we? Big Think. Big Think. Big think that we're doing that one. Okay. Yeah. Here's the one. <laughs> the I number one, one, the Genius. mouse trap pistol. So in this 1882 invention by James A. Williams of Texas takes a very serious approach to mice infestations. The product never took off as people were wary of a, of keeping a 50 caliber loaded revolver patrolling their kitchen floors. And it basically looks like a gun just in a little stand pointed right at a freaking mouse and it's just going to shoot it right in the face. <laughs> Dude, I absolutely love that idea. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like, eat the cheese, pull the, it, it pulls the trigger and it shoots the mouse. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um, I wonder if this was the antithesis that, that led to the invention of bug assault. You know what bug assault is? Oh, the thing with the, well, it looks like you shoot the gun and it, you shoot the gun and it's salt. Yeah, and it kills yeah. flies. Yeah. Or bees or whatever. Yeah. Brilliant. It could be. It could be. Someone's like, that didn't work, but I got one that would work. <laughs> like, all right, number two, the Tomaton, a wearable robot that feeds you tomatoes. <laughs> Invented by a Japanese juice vendor, Kagomi. The robot that sits in a harness behind your head pulls out tomatoes and puts them directly into your mouth as you run. What? Who want who why does he need that? Japanese, I guess. They they must love their tomatoes. Dude, I'm not even watching that video. That's fucking weird looking. No. Looks no, like Yoda. Like Yoda on your it's, back. Like Yeah. What the hell is that thing up on it? Yeah, it looks like some yeah, that face is like a screaming tomato. Dude. Oh, that's that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> How nuts is it, Mitch? It's 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 uh it's gonna be it's gonna be we're gonna say it's um pink star cashew Ooh, which is eight out, of, eight out of ten eight out of ten yeah i'm not gonna go full 10 out of 10. yeah it's not Man. that weird it's but... not now but it's it's right up there oh now number three the impulse aurora the 1850 machine was invented in Italy by Clemente Maserano to utilize animal power on railways. So it was basically putting horses on a trolley. That looks terrible. I mean, I get it. Yeah, that'd be a lot of horses. That thing would go really slow, though. I guess it depends on how many. There's, well, it looks like there's four horses in this drawing. It's got four horsepower. Yeah, yeah. I guess four horsepower is not too bad. It's like a, no. it's like a lawnmower, like a riding yeah. mower. Okay, dude. Number what the oh. fuck even is number four? <laughs> Holy shit! 
the oh. anti anti pervert hairy hairy leg stockings. Wow. This Chinese invention is supposedly made to ward off would be attackers from young girls. So they're what the fuck? So there's I hold on, I gotta watch this fucking video. I'm just muting it. So it's gonna yeah, it looks like really thick ass hair. But the poor girls are gonna look ridiculous walking around in hairy ass legs like that. Is it real? Oof. Wow. That looks real. It's from the yeah, this says Huffington Post. Dude, that's so weird. Ew, that is hairy. <laughs> I'm telling you. That I mean it would work. I mean Do they do they make a do they make like a like a shirt that has uh <laughs> hair on half the chest so I can get it uh, for the opposite Maybe. half of mine? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I can make it look symmetrical for once. <laughs> You should you should look into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, number five, the group shaving machine. Absolutely not. This 19th century machine could shave a dozen men at once. One reason for its commercial failure was that it could not alter its movements according to a face shape. Well, yeah, I'd be afraid to fucking slice my throat open because I don't look the same as you know the guy, you know, three guys down from me. Right. Oh, that guy looks... Look at those guys. They look scared shitless. Hell yeah. You see that guy on the left? Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh my God. He's like, I don't want to die today. <laughs> what the fuck even was it? Like, it looks like I have like steel wool on one. That's fucking weird. Yeah. That, I think that might just be the latherer. Could that be the part that... Oh, maybe. I don't know. No matter how you look at it, I'm not... I, it, it takes a lot for me to do anything with a group of dudes, let alone sit around there getting shaved together. <laughs> that just feels very off-putting. Not off-putting, but uh, I don't know. Weird. I'll just say weird, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Whatever. That's... Yeah. All right. Number six, the flizz or the flies, whatever it is. I this is foot-powered foot bicycle without pedals, saddle, or any gears was invented by German designers Tom Habrock and Jury Spetter. The user hangs on a harness in between two wheels, propelling the bicycle by running and then resting the feet on the back. What the fuck? Why? No, I don't I don't get it. I'm going to have to I'll watch the video here. So that so is a just... guy. He's walking. Yeah, he's strapped in and then... doesn't really it's just no. like using a bike just don't but you don't use the pedal you're gonna have to use your feet anyway that's stupid yeah and it doesn't like there's nowhere you're not sitting how are you no. even you're not even look at saving that there's, look at the, the harness around his junk freaking losing circulation into his ding dong dude absolutely not yeah why no, this is makes this yeah, how can he be comfortable in that? Is there just one rod up his asshole? I don't know. So it looks like there's a giant... How do you describe this? It looks like a banana-looking harness yeah. thing. It goes up around your shoulders, and it connects both the both tires and you know, a harness around your body. That is... How yeah, is that more convenient than getting yeah. on a bike? Yeah, it looks like, like you just say, like, you've taken the frame, and you've just lifted it completely up. Yeah. And then the frame is now on top of you 
but there is no seat. Like, yeah, I don't know how that can be comfortable. Yeah, and looks like, looks like, yeah, looks like you got a harness. No, this is stupid. Anyone that bought that should be shot in the face. <laughs> oh, look at these people looking at him like he's an idiot. I mean, he is an idiot. Look at him walking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him get out of this. Get out of it, you asshole. See, they don't even show him. They don't show him getting in and getting out of it. It's probably a real big pain to get in and out of it. That's why they're not showing it. He just looks like a jackass. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, lurking, lurking. No, that's Swedish. Never mind. All right. Uh, we'll go to number seven. I would the mustache shield. And this 1876 mustache shield was patented by Virgil A. Gates. I like that name, Virgil. <laughs> the invention was designed to keep facial hair out of the way when eating and drinking. A little mustache shield. Hey, sometimes when I, uh, those stupid beard nets that we have to wear at work, sometimes when I'm adjusting it, it flops up and it kind of acts as a mustache shield. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I would probably use that. Yeah. It'd be a good... On, on occasion. It looks yeah. ridiculous, though. A little bit. That look, that guy looks exactly like somebody whose name is Virgil. He looks like a Virgil. I mean, it's just a drawing, but that is clearly Virgil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, sir. My name is Virgil. <laughs> yeah, you see. <laughs> All right. Number eight, the nose stylus, which was invented by Dominic Wilcox, is a device that allows you to keep a hand free for other tasks while you operate a phone with your nose stylus. Mm. No, thank you. Yeah. It's so bad, there's not even a picture available. We don't even yeah. know what the hell it looks like. Content not available. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, number oh, nine, we, can, we already did. Yep, we can skip that. The revolver camera. It's terrible. So I'll go to number 10. Grass flip-flops. It gives you the sensation of walking on grass only in your flip-flops. So does it... Is it real? It can't be real grass. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Get closer to nature. Okay, there's the happy family with the feeling of grass. It's okay. got to be turf. You would think. Wherever you go. It doesn't literally says nothing. No. Can you imagine yeah. if it's like, it's like a Chia pet. It's like, here, plant <laughs> your grass, grow your flip-flops. <laughs> And when it's when it's done, you're ready to rock, bro. Yeah, yeah. Leave him, yeah. leave him in the sun. Like, leave him outside. Yeah. It's like, can you go anywhere? Well, I can't go anywhere. I got to water and 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 cut my my sandal grass feet. <laughs> trim it. My I got to trim my I trim my flip flops this weekend. Yeah, my flip flops are that the grass is really high. I take the fresh take the smell of fresh cut grass with you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that kind of would be nice. Sometimes. Man, sometimes fresh cut grass is really nice. It's a nice smell sometimes. You want to know the secret of fresh cut grass? I didn't know there was a secret, but yeah. Oh boy, hold on, let me look it up. Oh, the truth geez. about fresh cut grass. Um. So basically, where is that? 
Yeah. The <laughs> fresh cut grass smell is your lawn's shriek of despair. Oh, I have heard that. The heavenly fresh cut grass smell you savor while mowing um, is actually your lawn screaming in pain from the hell of a hurtful cut. I don't believe that. <laughs> this is from uh, lawnstarter.com. No. 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 <laughs> no. I, I, you can't say no to facts, son. That's not a fact. That's a that's a opinion by lawn starters or whatever the hell they're called. What what are their credentials? How do they know? Are they scientists? I want a grass scientist to tell me that that's really really that because i never heard that until like last year and my brother-in-law said the same thing would you believe it if it came from mental floss because here's another article i don't i don't know if mental floss is all that credible i mean i know we're going i think our next article is from mental floss but i don't know i, I just i have a hard time believing that i mean that makes knows? me feel bad now yeah, I know. I think I'm gonna cry a little bit when I'm cutting the grass because because my grass is hurt. It just doesn't sound right. Oh, my grass is in pain. Oh, oh, I, I can't cut the grass because it's in pain. It's it's grass. This says that the smell of chemical defenses and first aid, the fresh green scent of a just mowed lawn, is your lawn trying to save itself from the injury you just inflicted. <laughs> Okay, because in the next day it's all it's grown anyway, so it, it must not be in that much pain. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I hate shit like that. When plants are injured, whether through animals grazing on them or you cutting or mowing them, even just unintentionally roughly handling them, these emissions increase. Dude. I don't know, man. I really don't know. All because I'm, I'm, some fucking Frenchmen out there were just like, I'm going to mow my grass. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't I don't believe it. I can't. I won't. I'm not. I, All we're right. On to, we're on to the dinosphere. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the dinosphere, an electrically driven wheel capable of speeds of up to 30 miles per hour. Invented by Mr. J.A. Purvis of Tauntaun and his son. Tauntaun. 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 That just looks like someone riding in a big-ass tractor-trailer wheel. Yeah, pretty much. That guy, dude, that guy looks He's... fucking wild. Look at You really zoom up to his face. He looks like he is fucking mental. <laughs> he, his, his hair's all disheveled. He's got that underbite going. I mean, he's like... <laughs> Yeah, you motherfucker. Looks like he's yeah. going to kill somebody. Well, I oh mean, my God. I wonder you if that is Mr. J.A. Pervs. Pervase. Pervies. This It looks like something out of Mad Max, honestly. It does. Yeah, the way it's like, it's got the holes in it. Yeah. And yeah, that is very Thunderdome. Yeah. Wild. No yeah. wonder it didn't take off. <laughs> well, look at him, too. I'm telling Dude, you, folks. Look at this what next the one. Hell, the automatic tip requester invented in 1955 by Russell A. Oaks or Oakies. I'll say Oaks. Oaks. Yeah. yeah. This device saw hotel bellhops as its key market. It would say no sale if the tip was too low. 
So there's a hand coming out of his ass. <laughs> and then they would put the money in the hole. Okay, there's a hole in the palm. Jesus, that could get pretty kinky. So you put the hole in the or the put the coin in the hole, it would go down. Yeah. Y yeah, y'all need to look at this picture. Yeah, automatic <laughs> tip requester. Google that. Dude, speaking of wild shit, uh have you you know Dune, the new Dune movie? Yeah. Have you seen the popcorn bucket? Yes, I would totally stick it in that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I like the uh, when they're interviewing like Josh Brolin and them, and they're getting their reactions from it. It's <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. That's so wild. That's flamingos in the Walmart parking lot. Wild. That is pretty. Uh, yeah, we need to, I guess wild. we need to figure out how to. Are you gonna have Chat GPT that? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch the first Dune. I still haven't watched the first one yet. I won't. I don't give a shit about it. It looks terrible. Don't you? Oh. Chris says it's great, but this second one looks good though. That's why I want to watch the first one. Nah, I don't care. Aww. Not my thing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> All right, uh, number thirteen. Sea shoes. S E A. Sea shoes. Invented by M W Holton. These shoes had duck foot repellers. Hmm. All right, so you just use it to yeah. look like skis, but for yeah. the water. Yeah. Yeah, this man, looks, this man is in a suit, dude. Total three-piece suit, looking all nice and dapper on these two little, looks like big-ass butter sticks. Yeah, with duck feet. Yeah, those, yeah, those would be little duck feet there. As his, uh, as his little oars, aren't they? I can't imagine why this didn't take off. I know. Oh my God! This next one. The Ice Baby Carrying Device, invented in 1937 by the hockey player Jack Milford. This carrying device allowed him and his wife to carry their baby on ice. What? Why would you but want if you, to? If you fall, the baby's fucked. I mean, your, your baby's going to be screwed no matter what happens. Don't take babies out to a goddamn ice park. Ice like skating. <laughs> Jilly, baby, we gotta go ice skating today. But but what if the baby, Jack? Oh, don't oh. worry, I've got this covered. I don't think that baby's theirs either. <laughs> I just think, like, have you ever seen like, have you ever seen like a, a baby car seat on the back of a bicycle? Yes. Like nothing seems more alarming to me than that. No. Like you have to have some serious fucking trust in yourself. Yep, and I do not. I I was scared to push Izzy on just a damn stroller. I thought I would trip and fall and. You know, I would pull some sort of Kramer routine where I would fall backwards and that would go with me and she would, you know, she would go and to, so to even up the ante and put it on a bike or put it or do something stupid like this. No. Or even like the, the baby, uh, what are those called? Baby Bjorns? Those things, the little papoose looking things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even, use one before, but I could not for the life of me do it because I'm like. What if I trip and fall? Then I'm going to fall right on my kid. You know, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah, I feel that. Yep. Yeah. I but fall yeah. and I fell with Wesley right when he was first born. I Not first born. He was probably uh, maybe six months old or something. I was like walking to the car. It was in October. It was like rainy and my yard was muddy and I, my the car was like parked just, just close enough to the yard where I had to like walk in the yard to get in. Mm-hmm. 
and I was like rounding the corner and I just like I was holding him and I just slipped in the mud just fucking flat down on my ribs oh man and uh, he was fine but like I fucked my ribs oh. up something fierce dude oof that would be I was off work for like a week damn yeah it was something there's nothing worse than bruised ribs bruised ribs anything with you know rib injury is terrible yeah it was ter- it sucked yeah Oh well, he was all right though, but I felt well, bad. Good. I was like, "Oh that's my all god, that matters." I think he just got terrified because, like, yeah. what you know? Well, yeah, taking a fall like that is scary, dude. It just is. a couple weeks ago, I fell in my driveway at the bottom of the driveway. I was on my way. It was like a, <laughs> it was that weekend that was really fucking cold, like right oh. after right after New Year's. Yeah. It was so ridiculously cold, and my dad and I, like, it was Sunday morning, and he's like, are we going to church? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then uh, he's like, all right, well, we can go to Lowe's anytime you want. And I'm like, ugh, all right. <laughs> so he's like, just meet me over at my house. And I walked down my driveway, and at the bottom of my driveway was just the slickest fucking ice. It was covered oh, in snow. Man. And I had absolutely no idea it was coming. I just, like, I was just going confidently yep. and just, boom, just smack down right now. I was literally, I fell f- like on my front like Ooh. belly flopped into the fucking snow <laughs> it was so ridiculous like I, I it was so cold yeah and i was so uncomfortable I was like oh my god i don't know what i'm gonna do right now yeah because that cold like makes that pain even worse yeah it sucked it, it yeah it magnifies it so much and it just makes it more excruciating and then you just got the pride factor too of well, let's hope nobody saw me fall. Yeah, you got that going for you. Just yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't remember. I feel like a car drove by like as it was <laughs> happening, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> they got a good laugh out of me yeah. that day. Oh well. <laughs> I remember I had to pull over one time because I was laughing so hard. I watched a kid fall uh, coming off the bus stop. Um. Oh. Even just thinking about it makes me laugh. I mean, because I was behind it. I saw him go, and it was just nothing but feet. The way he fell was just so goddamn funny, too, that I just laughed and laughed. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to pull over because I'm laughing so damn hard. Like, I'm crying. So I got like a mile down the road, and I had to pull over. And I just, I mean, I felt like I was there for 15 minutes. I was laughing so hard. There's nothing better than watching somebody fall. Knowing that they're okay, though, too. They, you know, they gotta be, they gotta be all right. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But, that, dude, I wish I would have seen that. It's fun. That sounds hilarious. All right. Okay, I've got to, we'll have to move on because I keep thinking about it. I'm just going to keep laughing. I once had a, uh, we were doing, I would, just really quick, someone else fell. We were in high school, and uh, for baseball, the grass was way too wet. You know, trying to play baseball in the spring's terrible. You know, the grass is wet, all this other stuff. So we decided to play in the school parking lot for one practice. And it was, I played first base, and then all our first basemen, you know, the one play we had to do, we had to throw it and had to run back to first. Well, his name was Denny Rafferty. He fell backwards and he had his hand out and then he fell. And then, you know, he was in pain and I was like, Denny, are you all right? And he sticks his hand up and he's like, what do you think? And like a bone was like damn near sticking out of his, out oh of his skin. Oh my God. Oh, 
Oh my god, that was so gross. Yeah. That I don't sounds think we awful. ever practice. Yeah, I don't think we ever practice in the parking lot ever again. I don't doubt it. Because now that you think about it, it's like, well, you know, pure asphalt parking lot. Yeah, you fall, that's not gonna be good. Yeah. He was a good player too. I don't know if he listens to the show, but I I hope your wrist is still okay. <laughs> that was I mean, that was many, many that was, what, that would have been I think that was my senior year, so that would have been nine. No, it was my junior year. So it was ninety-five. That happened. Yeah, brutal. Damn. Yep. That wasn't funny. I did not laugh at all about that one. No, no, no. it's no. Like I said, you got to make sure they're okay first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As soon as you're like, yeah, I'm good. You're like, yeah. <laughs> that's good because that's yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> all right, uh, number fifteen, uh, the chain smoking device, dude. This nice. just seems fucking absolutely the worst idea ever. How many? For when does smoking she just one, it's just a whole pack. Yeah. There's twenty cigarettes on this giant stick that you can smoke all at one shot. That is insanity. Yeah. She literally has COPD by the time she's done smoking this. Oh my land! I've seen my buddy. Dude, my buddy Sebastian back in the day, he was hardcore. I watched him smoke 26 at a time. Oh. He didn't like he didn't enjoy himself. He I was bet the type, not. nowadays, I mean in his he's in his late 30s like <laughs> but nowadays he's he's the type to turn down a challenge, but he used to not be. <laughs> he didn't want to be viewed as not manly. Oh, okay. He challenges do to anything and he would do it. And I watched oh. him do so many terrible things. But uh, like one time, one time my friend was just like, you're not, you can't eat a pillow. And he tried eating a pillow and he almost died from choking on the fucking phone. Oh my God. Sebastian, buddy, come on. <laughs> same <laughs> dude. Same dude's like, you're not, you can't smoke a whole pack of cigs. And he tried. Oh my God. And this then. Bastard. I remember Ga one time Gavin came in and every like he walks in the door of my apartment because we had kind of like an open door policy. Mm -hmm. He just walks in one night, comes in, everybody in the room is higher than shit, <laughs> and he just looks around and he goes, "I'll buy a pack of cigarettes for the first person to eat an entire stick of butter, dude." I've never seen Sebastian move so fast. <laughs> R get ran as fast as hu fast as humanly possible through his door like he almost busted his door off the hinges he ran so fast to the kitchen come back in and just chewing on a stick of butter ew he did not accomplish it he got one bite in and was like nope <laughs> someone else is just like give me that fucking stick of butter and they start eating it and they nobody could do it nobody could do it that's a and lot that's a of I said, Gavin, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah, like, what possessed him? What made him even think of that? Like, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> he what? just walked in and said that. Like, <laughs> nobody even said, hey, man, how's it going? He just walked yeah. in and sat down, like, oh, and we just weren't man. surprised by it. And and that's what he fucking did. I was like, dude, like, that is hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that. Yeah, you've told me some Sebastian stories. Yeah, he sounds like he was a pretty uh, pretty wild individual, we'll say. He, yeah, he was pretty wild. But dude, somewhere, oh, I, for years, uh, we used to watch this video we had and laugh so hard because somebody, I don't know if we just had no money or if we were just fucked up all the time. Like, I don't know what was going on, but like we had this, this footage of Sebastian. Somebody bet Sebastian that he could, <laughs> he could 
get up from the from the couch, from a dead still sitting on the couch, get up, and like the way our apartment was is that like you could leave the room and then go down the hallway and it would circle back to Sebastian's room. Oh, okay. So you could see his room from where we were at, you know. Mm-hmm. So we opened up his doors and someone bet him that he couldn't um get up from the couch and run down the hallway full speed and be naked on the other end of the hallway into his room. Oh my god. Within like a certain amount of time. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you. I could totally do that." So we had footage of him trying for like 40 minutes, like Oh, God. And it was so goddamn hilarious because you'd see him get up and take off down the hallway and then not even two seconds later flop onto his bed almost naked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And he tried and tried and tried before he gave oh. up and it, it, he would get further and further each time. But the, the thing that would always throw him off was his socks. Like <laughs> he'd yeah, always land on, be tough. He'd always land on his bed in socks and underwear. Like... <laughs> Oh. Then he would get back up and get dressed and try it again. And try I'm like, again. dude, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why are you so hell bent on taking challenges? And it was all because of my buddy Steve. My buddy Steve fucking loved watching Sebastian just try shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he would just laugh his ass off. And like Steve was the he was perpetually the most sober person in the room. But he was but he just was fucking the, one the head. fucking with everybody. Yeah, he was just yep. so fucked in the head. He would just like watch this. <laughs> he would challenge Sebastian <laughs> to some fucked up shit <laughs> and just die laughing. Like he would uh, laugh harder than anybody in the room and watch Sebastian flailing for his manlyhood. <laughs> it was fantastic, but that sounds it. Yeah, it was something. I don't know, whatever. Uh, sound like sound like a hell of a crew that you hung out with. Yeah, back in the day, man. Yep, back in the day, the days of yore. The days of yore. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so where are we at? We're at number 16. So that is the cat meow machine. This 1963 mechanical cat meowing device from Japan can meow 10 times in a minute with the eyes lighting up each time. Freaky. The idea was to use the machine for scaring rats and mice. You had me at you, you, it was okay where it was like a meowing, but if the eyes light up, ten no. times a minute is a lot. That's yeah, that's what ten times. That's like every six seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that would be very annoying. <laughs> and and the, shit that, the shit that people come up even, with, they don't even spell meow right. It says cat mew, m e w, mew. Maybe that's how the Japanese say meow. They go mew. <laughs> oh, that makes yeah, a lot good. of sense though i mean there's a pokemon named mew and it looks kind of like a cat so oh, okay yeah maybe that's a japanese thing then could be yeah, yeah. well good luck for you for trying to say this one lay fair celery fair i don't know what the fuck yeah. an early bicycle invented by lay coma comte de sivrak Circa 1791, an alternative story is that the Comte was an invented by the journalist Louis Baudry de Saunier. <laughs> My God. What the fuck? So it's just a, it's, a an animal just a, bike. Yeah. And you can do a horse or a lion. Why? That's a lot of French. Yeah. Why indeed? Yeah, All right. Um, number 18. We'll just, yeah. Number 18, the all-terrain car. This 1936 wheel-laden monstrosity 
was an all-terrain car that could descend slopes up to 65 degrees in England. That's a lot of fucking wheels. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It just looks like a... It looks like a like a like a tractor trailer without a top and the wheels are just able to go all sorts of funky ass directions literally everywhere yeah yeah it is a wheel laden monstrosity in fact in, or huh. indeed years later they would invent zero turn mowers that could yeah. do something very similar i'd like to try one of those i've never i've never done a zero turn i like yeah. the, i like the, the the lever things they look like that'd be cool that would be fun yeah uh, number 19, these fucking things. Holy shit. A, the snow protectors, a Canadian invention from 1939. This plastic contraption, which is exactly what it is, offered protection for the face in snowstorms. That it's a just a big old cone. It almost looks like those things. What was the, the um, oh, the things that the, the people that walked around with the big cones to, to, uh, like to, to uh, protect themselves oh, like, from like the plague and shit. Yeah, plague doctor. Yeah, and almost what it looks like, it's just clear. And more. <laughs> I would cone. never fucking wear that shit. What the fuck is number twenty? That's, that's all you, my guy. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Number twenty, the beating breasts. <laughs> a nineteen sixty three pair of artificial breasts from Japan. The device had a built-in heartbeat and was meant to be sleeping aid for very young children and Dude. motorboating husbands. Wow, look at that. <laughs> oh, so it's beating as in a heartbeat, not beating as in like slapping them and stuff. When I thought it I, when I first thought I thought it was like beating like like bongos. Like it was like bongo like, breasts. It's just a boob, dude. It's, it's a just, boob yeah. on a <laughs> And it's a, it had a built-in Harvey. So they're, so they want the very young child to put their ear into the nipple. Is that what they want I them to do, dude? I don't know. Just put your ear in that. I mean, that thing. I can do some things with that. Whoo! It's getting kind of hot in here. I wonder. I wonder if the. Let's see. Uh, I don't even know how to. How do you Google this without it? Um, yeah, it's gonna go straight to Pornhub. I don't know what's going Oh, uh, beating what breasts. What if I just type in beating breasts? Beating breasts. Um, oh, to beat one's breast dictionary or definition. Beat your breast. Breast beating definition. What is the de What is... So, breast beating... Definition is allowed a demonstrative display of grief, remorse, or or the like. Hmm. Huh. Oh, there's literally nothing more on this um invention, but it's yeah. like uh it's like a, a, a silicone boob, nipple and everything that is in this like classy um canister with a button and uh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the uh, fake boob from... Oh, you never watched Meet the Fockers, did you? No, I never got that far. I just watched oh, the man. first one and that was it. <laughs> Look up... Uh, the, it's called the Mannery Gland. <laughs> the the Mannery Gland. 
Oh, why does that say monkey gland? I must have, oh, I typed in. And then just do like an image search and you'll find a picture of uh, Robert De Niro with a fake boob. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, he he invented it so he could uh, he could breastfeed his grandson. <laughs> it's like what? Oh my god, the look on their him and Ben Stiller's face in this picture. He's like, yeah, I've had it modeled off of uh, De Debbie's left breast. Like, <laughs> oh, all right. Man. So there's a bonus one here. So number Ooh. twenty-one. Uh, the radio stroller. This is a device from 1921 that does exactly what it says. It provides the baby with some much, much needed radio transmissions. What? Okay. That is a big ass speaker right in front of that kid's stroller. Yeah, that dude. Mother does fuck. not give a flying fart what's going on. She's reading her book. She doesn't give a shit. Nice hair, bitch. Huh. Nice hair, bitch. <laughs> well, there we go that was pretty good oops shall we uh -oh. move on to the uh, the other one or well let's see how long are how long have we been on this two hours maybe we should call we it do uh yeah we can like do mental floss another day we can do like you know we could do like a, you know like just you know just uh bookmark it you know and, yeah i have a yeah. book too um Hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's uh, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Um, Ooh. Oh, I like some of those. I had yeah, one it's... that was a uh, was a sports one, bathroom book. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of shit in here. Um, it's a 200 weird inventions. Nice. Um, yeah, dude. There's a lot of crazy shit yeah. in this thing. And I used yeah. to just like kind of go through. Uh, oh, the baby mop is in here. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, this mental floss one, we already touched on quite a few of these. Oh, okay. Well, maybe yeah. another time we can do another. Uh, we can yeah. go into this book here. Yeah. Um, I can take some pictures of you know. I can get like twenty of them. Take some pictures. They're like one page. Oh, okay. Take some pictures of them and then like you know scan them into our notes or something like that. We can both read about them. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Some of these. Yeah. What the fuck? The, I grow hair helmet. Damn. There, yeah, there's the baby mop. I got, I don't know what bit bite is. A little whiff. Yeah, this mental floss one, it's, yeah, these ones are kind of, there are, some of them are okay. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the Snuggie. The Snuggie's on here. I have a, I have a Pittsburgh Steelers Snuggie, and I think it's, well, I just say I think it's very comfortable, but I shouldn't say that. I haven't really worn it in, couple years i think it's the, the snake's hips huh uh sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool that's that was fun yeah that was fun yeah some of these old some of those old inventions were nuts how nuts oh, were they mitch oh <laughs> pink star cashew i oh another pink star cashew 
Is that what I already said? I already yeah. said that one, didn't I? God damn it. That's why I remembered it. It was, um, let's go, you know, I don't know if I've ever said gold macadamia. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's What's only that? a three out of 10, you know, I mean, it was definitely higher than, than that, but I just, I don't feel like I've ever said gold macadamia. Well, I'm going to rate your rating a, <laughs> Let's see, I'm gonna rate that rating a uh, the the almond one. Oh, okay. I I understand. I, I'm I'm all for that. That's a two, right? Uh, wait, no. The almond almond's a one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah bronze to... almond is a one. Yeah, yeah two I'm gonna rate that a bronze peanut. bronze yeah. almond. And I give that rating a imperial jade. I give, oh, yeah. Your rating of my rating. Yeah. Because Damn. I know my rating wasn't good, and your rating of my rating was very good. Well, folks, tune in next time when we rate the ratings. <laughs> That's actually something we're gonna do. We're gonna we rate are gonna ratings. Hit that up. That's gonna be exciting. I can't. I wait. forgot. I forgot at the top of the show we probably should have uh, mentioned uh, a few things. Um, <gasps> yes. Yeah, we yes. should have mentioned. Uh, uh, we had, we had a, a review come through that was a really nice review. Um, I don't know who it's from. I suspect that it might be our buddy Ryan, our regular listener, Ryan. He said he was going to review us, and then this showed up. So I assume that's who it is. Wow. Um, so the rating is titled The Most Unique Show on the Internet. It is a five-star rating. And the review says, A must-listen weekly show that you never know what you're going to get besides laughs and an interesting conversation. So that's very nice, Ryan. If that is you, I appreciate it. Or we appreciate it, I should say. Well, yeah, because I appreciate it too. Leave me <laughs> do out. Do you of this. though? Do you? Oh, appreciate I do. It? <laughs> I do. I very much appreciate. I really want people to put things on there, put reviews on there. Tell me who you are. Tell us who you are. Put a name <laughs> so, to it. If you like it, say who you are. Depending on where you're listening to it, like you can't leave a review on Spotify. You can rate the show on Spotify, but you can't leave a review. So. Um, we'll, we'll accept the review anywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You can write us on Facebook and be like, here's what I think of your show. Yeah. And it's gotta be good. Which we did get a few, you know what I mean? When we, um, what, let's see, when you posted, uh, about we are 500 listens. Yes. We had a couple people, um, uh, comment on your post. Yes. And they were coming up here. Where am I? Holy hell. Let's see. I don't post a whole lot on here, so why? Came home. I did that. She did that. Yes. Uh, I talked about uh, our 500 shows. Of course, our friend Stephanie. Always a fun listen. Uh, my wife's Aunt Carla. She says, you guys are awesome. And then Nikki Mallon, who I went to school with. Known her since i don't know fifth grade she said didn't know anything about it i'll have to check it out so nikki i hope you're listening and stephanie and aunt carler thank you very much and then i sent through the same thing on some snapchat and i did get some feedback there um ryan had also said whenever i sent that through something about like it's one of the best shows that i listen to um so that was nice damn is nice and i think that might be 
might have been it. Uh, we did receive some more information from Charlie, who said that she was very much enjoying the show. Oh, thank you, Charlie. She congratulated us on our 500 listens. So cool. cool. We're up to, um, I believe, 537 listens as of hey, right now. So. Nice. I dig it. Um, and and then, then there was something you wanted to say, too, wasn't yes, there? Yes. Yes. Uh, my friend Joe Rokier. Uh, grew up with him as well. Um, I don't think we started hanging out till like fifth or sixth grade and we hung out all through high school. Um, then we lost track of each other. He moved away and everything, but, um, he was wishing me a happy birthday. I told him, I hope he was doing well. And he says, he's doing great. And he says, totally catching up on your podcasts. And he says, my mom follows you. She loves it. Now, Joe's mom, Michelle, I would probably consider her growing up. She was my second mom. She was so cool. Um, she's one of those, you could talk to her about anything. Um, and she never squealed. She never said, you know, like if I told her something that I didn't want my mom to know, she wouldn't turn around and tell my mom. You know, she kept it very, you know, very secretive, very, um, you know, very easy to talk to, very easy to get along with. She was one of the best people out there. Um, so I said, you know, when I heard that, that, that made my heart happy. So I, you know, talked about the podcast a little and I said, um, you know, I did, we definitely have some rokier stories that I do need to tell um, at some point. Then uh, I told him about how much I appreciate it. And he says, literally, my mom laughs her ass off as she can see alignments of, a, of all of us at times. And he said to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, absolutely, I will. Um, so, yes, thank you, Joe. Uh, actually, for the longest time in high school, the three that always hung out, it was me, Joe, and Stephanie. The three of us always uh, did things. There was a good two-year span where it was just, the, it was like basically just the three of us. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. We actually went down to Florida together one time for a week um, back in 1999, I believe we went down there. Yeah, it was 1990-something, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't 2000. And Stephanie, if you're listening, uh, do tell me, do update Mitch or whoever if uh, my microphone has been acting better for you because I wanted to know. Um, yes. But that that being said, I guess I guess that's it. We did our housekeeping. We did uh, everything we needed to do. We should have talked about that at the beginning of the show. Damn it. We should have. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. The true ones that we talked about, we'll hear it anyway because yep. they listen the whole way through. So. Yep. Or we'll, I'll give a little teaser. Be like. If you think you're getting a shout out, you're going to have to listen to the whole way to the end. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Cool deal, man. I guess we'll uh, be back and we'll rate some ratings. I, I guess that's uh, going to be our next plan. I think that'll be fun. I think it will be too. I we'll start out. We'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll throw in some chit chat about some upcoming, you know, some movies or something and we'll get, we'll Ooh, get into the swing of go. things that yes. way. Summer movie preview and. You know, do a little talking of Marvel. You know, Marvel stuff's coming. And, and we can talk about that fucking sick-ass Deadpool trailer. And Oh, that was such a good trailer. Could have given us more, but I'm okay with what they gave us. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little tease. Fine with me. Trailers. Yeah, a little, little Trailers nugget. are getting fucking weird nowadays, so I'm fine with whatever we get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Always... Did, did you fucking see that they announced the Fantastic Four? I did see that. 
and that's pretty much what I kept hearing. I, well, not I, I, everyone's kind of been hearing that for a while that it was going to be, you know, Pedro Pascal was going to be, uh, what, Mr. Fantastic. I don't know who the girl is. I've never heard of her. Um, and then was it the, the flamer guy? He's going to be, he was the stranger things. Yeah. Joseph um, Quinn. And then the other guys from that show on Disney plus about the bear, uh, is it called the bear? I think so. Yeah, it's a, uh, that cooking show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen. It. He's in. Uh, he's in like two episodes of Andor, the the Star Wars show. Oh, okay. And yeah, he's only. Yeah, he's only in a couple episodes. He, so he it's gonna take place in the '60s. That's what I was wondering because I saw like the little postcard thing. So here's what I, I was... think happens, in my personal opinion. I think I, yes, they're gonna start. <laughs> yes, I don't um, know why. <laughs> I hope you didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, I think they're going to, it's going to start in the 60s and they're going to be like maybe like a well established team and then something's going to suck them into the quantum realm. And then they're going to come out. Okay. At the end, and it's going to be modern, modern day Marvel. Okay. Whatever implications that Dead, Deadpool's going to change the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. Because what I already heard that they're, uh, they can, or some, uh, I don't know how these people can tell, but when the part of the trailer that they show that just the back of Wolverine and the white suit, they're like, that's not Hugh Jackman. That is not. They're like, that is Daniel Radcliffe, his version. And it's like, well, how the hell do you even are you guys even positive he's even in it? I don't know. But I did. Did you see the one scene where Deadpool wakes up and he's like surrounded by like big teeth and shit? Yes. That's the Hulk's fucking bed from Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So he's on he's on the hunt for the Hulk. Yeah. And then I don't that know whole why. crap. That whole crap with what was it Monday night or Monday? Mark Ruffalo says, "Yeah, I'm in Captain America." Then a couple hours later they're like, "Marvel came out and said that he misspoke and he's not in it." Well, yes, he is in it. Why do they have to keep that's one thing that drives me nuts about like Marvel and Star Wars and shit like that. Captain America? What later. are you talking about? The, the new Captain America movie that comes out next year. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. I did well, not they, hear that happen. Yeah. Uh, this happened. I think it was Monday. Well, no, this is Thursday, isn't it? It was either Monday night or Tuesday night. Huh. Yeah. It was all through the thing. They're like, no, they're like. Marvel came out and said that Mark Ruffalo misspoke. He's actually not in the movie. And it's like, but if you're going to have that Red Hulk in it, how are you not going to have... Well, that's Thunderbolts, isn't it? No. Red Hulk's in Thunderbolts. No. No, he's in Captain America. Because that's... uh, Because Harrison Ford plays Ross. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was in Thunderbolts. Nope, they haven't even done anything with Thunderbolts yet. That might not huh. even happen. Interesting. Pe- yeah, people keep dropping out of that shit. Well, yeah. I guess so we'll we, find out. <laughs> we will, and we can even yeah, we can we can uh, we can uh, hit that up uh, next week or something, or you know we'll we'll uh, bone up on on some stuff. And uh, sounds great. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, we're gonna rate the ratings and talk rate. some Marvel. Yeah. Fucking so, all right, sounds yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> Moment of silence. Yeah, sorry, I got a big text message. I started reading it. I probably shouldn't have done that. But, all right, uh, sounds good, man. We will uh, 
hit it back next week. See you later, guys. Peace. Damn it, I did it. <laughs>